This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? It is a, another edition of Hawkside Guns, and I, uh, your boy Sean and Jake, and <clears throat> we have done the same thing we keep saying we're not going to do. We did that. Ag- yeah, well, we did that again. Did. I mean, do, uh, let's be honest. Did anyone actually believe us? I don't think we anybody who listens to this cast. I mean, I, it, it's pretty clear. We have a strong track record at this point <laughs> for the the inability <laughs> To not stop doing this, and it's... Oh, I mean, it, it, let's be honest, this really is the opposite of a It really group. is. It's an enablement group, uh, truthfully. Now, you actually did worse than I did uh, for once, uh, which is great. So we're going to get to your stuff in a second. Mine's real quick, right? Because I, okay. I did two things. One, I did the, the build that I was talking about, which is the Savage Axis uh, rifle build. And I posted a picture of it on the last cast um, as I was building it. Uh, I, I had it all built, and and it turned out great. It, it did. It's it's beautiful. Have you had Have you had an opportunity not to shoot? Not a damn bit. I have not run because it's 104. It's 104 outside. degrees outside, and I'm just like I'm not sighting in a rifle when I'm sweating in the shade. Like it's not happening. I'll wait till it's cooler. But the build went great. Uh, it turned out that uh, the Boyd stock I got was uh it's simple to do and of course the savage axis only really has because it's a free floated barrel it only has two screws and you don't have to bed the the barrel it's two screws down to a certain uh uh, torque torque point and um everything else is just bolt on the rifle you know so i had it assembled in 35 minutes you know uh bipod scope scope caps rifle in the uh stock and the whole thing assembled i sent a picture to jake i was like well it's done (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it was wildly simple and it turned out to look gorgeous it looks like a a beautiful target rifle it really does it does um and i actually even went and looked at that website they do have a lot of really cool stuff as far as they gun do. stocks are concerned yeah they do and and in every different varietal you can think of and it's kind of like and if we don't have it tell us what you want we'll make yeah. it uh boyd's gun stocks if you guys uh, want to ever check it out they they do some phenomenal work and it's it's all layered up plywood uh for the most part but they they do the the coloring and the bonding process and all that stuff and it winds up looking really tight especially with the different uh, styles and, and colors and, and everything. I mean, you can have a world-class stock built out of this stuff, or you can get like what I got, which is the, the cheap Spike Camp uh, one, which is the no-frills version of it. It still looks great. Oh, yeah. And it's like 100 and by the time you get in the house, it's like 180 bucks, uh, which is wildly more desirable than the, the stock I had on it. So... Um, I thought it went great. Uh, I was very pleased. So I built that and then took pictures and then was like, hmm, now what? And surprisingly enough, life throws you these little curves. And I got a call from my buddy who uh, is going through a divorce right now, and uh, which is always sorry to hear. But he's getting rid of all but his treasured guns. 
So uh, to fund sort of this uh, divorce type action, which I'm always sorry to hear that that people are having issues and and problems and stuff, but uh, I really wasn't going to do anything. But he's like, look, it would really help me out if you came down and purchased one of these guns. And I went, uh, okay. <laughs> it took that much convincing. Well, it's, it starts with, at least I'll come yeah, look. Yeah, I'll, I'll come look, you know, because he had some, some guns I was relatively interested in. And one of them was a Ruger P95. And I, I, I arrived, and Jake was like, you're not going to like it. He's like, you're going to like the way it looks, but you're not going to like it. And I picked it up, and I ran a magazine through it, and he was right. I didn't like it. I'm like, wow, this is, I hate this. This is clunky as shit. So, but one of the other things he had was a quote unquote cheap automatics, right? So he had uh, a bunch of Ruger there. He had, he had, uh, he's kind of a collector like us, but he goes in spurts, right? He collects everything new. He wants everything new all the time. So he had all walks of guns, right? And and his big thing was handguns. So he had, um, and you know, I'm not super into a lot of the modern stuff. But yeah, everything was priced to move. It was all basically a hundred bucks or hundred fifty, and most of the stuff I was looking at was under a hundred. And one of the things that he had there was super interesting to me, which is a Ruger Security Nine Compact, which yeah, which is uh, I guess the 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 direct competitor. Ruger decided to go directly after the Glock Twenty Six. That is it correct. is the same in almost every way. It's the same size. It's the same dimensions. It holds the same amount of ammunition. It is the same, basically the same size barrel within a thousandth um, or a hundredth. A hundredth um, has the same size barrel. It's it's got the you know it, it's it's basically their answer to the Glock 26. Yeah, it's a double it's a it's a double stack sub. Right um, now. Uh, there's a couple of different, couple of main differences, and the two main differences: one is price; it's two hundred dollars less new yes. than the Glock 26. Glock 26 is like five eighty. This brand new is like three sixty five for the Security yep. Nine Compact. At least it is when I went to Shields on the way home to price on what kind of deal I just got because uh, I bought it, and I I looked and I'm like, hmm. And the other difference is the Ruger Security 9 is actually a hammer-fired gun. Yes, it's an internal hammer. Right, it is an internal hammer, but it still has a hammer, and it's not double action. So every time the slide comes back, it cocks the hammer, and you cannot fire it without that. It's... It's. Uh, I heard a, an interesting thing. They said it's It's like a single and a half action. I'm like, no, it's It's a... It's just that every time the hammer the the slide comes back, it cocks the hammer. But it is a hammer-fired weapon. But like you're saying, it's an internal-fired hammer... It is weird looking at the back, but it's actually very serviceable. And I did run a couple of boxes through it. And honestly, and you know I'm not super on, you know, target with uh, modern guns, but it's it's really nice. Well, what they did when they created the Security 9s was they took the design that they came up with when they did the LCP2s and just scaled it Yeah, up. it's got an LCP2 trigger, which is actually not a bad thing because it's actually a neat trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very smooth. It's, it's uh, I think a five pound pull. They did. That's exactly what they did. They took all the kind of mechanism and internal and trigger mechanism and everything from an LCP2 and then scaled it up and then put it in a essentially a really modified, neat looking Glock 26 body. Yes. And it's glass pack nylon, which is super nice. It's not just uh, what do they call it? Combat Tupperware. It's not just combat Tupperware. It's <laughs> it's it's glass pack nylon. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll never forget. You can't pistol whip somebody with plastic. <laughs> it's so funny. The reason I liked it is one, it was a compact nine millimeter, which I was actually looking for. I wasn't looking for a target pistol, which is what I consider my Beretta, you know, and a show off mm-hmm. pistol, which is the Beretta is accurate and it's big and all that kind of thing. I was looking for a concealable nine millimeter, reasonably good size pistol. <laughs> Yeah, there there are people who will argue this statement, but a Beretta M92 is not typically what you would use for concealed no, carry. No, there are people who would consider that a concealed... And it thinks concealable if your shirt is bagging. Um, no, it's not. And it's heavy, and it's long, and it's got all kinds of stuff sticking out of it that will catch, you know. It's, it's really not a concealed firearm. I use it for a target pistol, and it is wonderful for that. I also use it for a self-defense pistol at home. It is wonderful for those things. Uh, it's very accurate. It's very smooth. It's it's excellent to fire. However, if you're looking for a nine millimeter concealed, which in uh, next month Texas is going to be able to do that without a carry license, uh, starting in September we're doing constitutional carry. I was like, hmm, I could have the the Taurus Spectrum, which I I like a great deal. Mm-hmm. However, nine millimeters better. And hmm, <laughs> since I don't really have to have a license for that anymore, this this is the same guy who was uh, spouting the virtues of three eighty. I still like three eighty, right? and I still like the round, and I still have the gun. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I could carry something like this because I walk around all the time at the ranch with a Beretta on my hip, so I'm getting used to something heavier. And the Security Nine is actually a lot lighter than the Beretta. Well, yeah, it's not an all-metal Yeah, gun. it's not an all-metal giant 5-inch barrel <laughs> you know, with, with a 15-round mag. And 15 rounds of 9mm is surprisingly it heavy. It is heavier than you'd think it is. It is. But um, I just, I, I liked the idea of the Security 9, and it was neat-looking. Like, it's it's not your standard stuff, and it, it was kind of not striker, and I do like a hammer-fired gun, but it was kind of all the pros of a strike fire, but... Uh, or striker fire, but the pros of a hammer as well, and and it looks neat and it's cheap. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And I'll be honest, it's really neat to shoot. I mean, it's quick. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it is it a Glock? No, no, it is not. It is less refined than well, a Glock. I, some some of us would actually consider that a plus. Yes. Um, is it as refined as a Sig? Of course not. You know, of course it isn't. A Sig is better in almost every way. However, uh, for the hundred bucks I paid for it, and it's only had a box or two run through it, super great deal, worth doing. At a hundred bucks, yeah. I mean, like, wh- why would you not do this? Uh, I I gave him two fifties, and put it in the, put it in its original box with its two magazines, and took it home. Why would you not do that? You know, I've got a bulldog holster coming for it. You know, concealed holster coming for it, mm-hmm. and. You know, for for 130 bucks, you're done. And and the and the best part about it is, and this is the part that I wrestle with, is that if you uh, have to use it in self defense and the police take it away from you, it's 100 bucks gone. And what's not big a big deal? deal. And that was kind of that's why I like the Spectrum so much because it you know new out of the box, it was less than 200 bucks, right? And here this is, it's bigger, it holds more ammunition, it's built to do concealed, it's just, you know, it's literally in the name, Security 9, uh, Security 9mm, or Defense 9mm, and I got less than 150 bucks in it, and it'll be on my hip for that, you know, 
okay, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> let's let's do that then. Uh, so I was super excited to see it, uh, and I it shoots like you'd expect. It's a it's a defense compact nine millimeter. It shoots like one. Um, I mean, it's it's got a three inch change inch barrel and just like a Glock twenty. Like just take all the measurements from a Glock twenty. I mean, they literally went after Glock with this, mm-hmm. and apparently it's it's doing pretty well for them. Oh, it's because it's a it is a reliable, inexpensive firearm. There are those that, especially with it being the internal hammer, don't like the way that it shoots. But there is no question in the sun that it is a reliable budget firearm. Yeah. And you can do that now like that. That is a valid sentence. Reliable budget firearm. Uh, Back in the day, maybe not as much now, especially with a nine millimeter, you can do that. There was a period of time in which the idea of budget firearm meant taking your life in your hands right. as far as some people were concerned. Right, and and that is not the case anymore. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, and I think Ruger and to some extent Taurus are proving that that is indeed true. Well, the, the other brand out there that's been bouncing around that's quite impressive for decent pricing is Koenig. You know, I've never had my hands on one. They're 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 weird. <laughs> now i have personally not fired one but i've sold a bunch of them and i've had a lot of people come back tell me that they absolutely love them really yes and actually in one version of it did win gun of the year and i didn't even know that was a thing until then um at one point in time i they are once again just they're they're wonderful inexpensive firearms See, I, I've never, I mean, they look cool. I mean, I've seen them in the cases before, but I don't, like, I, I know nothing about them. So, and I know they're Turkish. Other yes. than that, I, I know nothing about them. Like, I've never held one. I've never seen one. I've never seen competition or, you know, like a, a comparison of them with, with other things. But um, but the Canix, that's made by Century Arms, isn't it? Well, it's imported by oh, Century okay. Arms. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, see, uh-huh. again, I don't know. I know they were Turkish, but that's it. And then the other one, once again, Turkish, is Gerson. Now those I have, I have seen, and um, I'm I'm not a huge fan, and it's not because it's not reliable, it's not because it's not a decent firearm. I just don't like the grip on it of their own uh, design. But they do make a couple of nice, of really nice clones, especially a clone of your Beretta M9. Yeah, no, and that's I, I've seen that. I've seen the the clone of the M9, and they make a 1911 clone that's pretty damn good. Yes. And I, I've seen them, and they every time I've picked one up, it's been uh, very comparable to to anything else that that it's cloning. Well, I, and um, it, it, we may get rage mail on this one because I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm going to get this accurate, but I'm going to try it anyway. And as far as I'm aware, the only thing on the Gerson that is not interchangeable with your Beretta is the barrel. And to a lesser extent, like some of the others, like um, uh, not uh, God, who is it? Who? What's my shotgun? My defense shotgun? I have uh, Rock Island. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rock Island makes some great stuff. Well, they they just put out a Glock 17. Yeah. Code. There's a lot of there's a lot of Gen 3 Glock clones coming out. It will. And and the other thing is is that um, Glock did not renew the patent on the Gen 3. 
So they can. So there's, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people making Gen 3 Glock clones. Um, everything from somebody like Palmetto State that's doing a budget one for $299, which you can't get right now because people are just buying the shit out of them. <laughs> um, or uh, something like Shadow Systems, which is making, you know, taking them and just souping the hell out of them for like 1500 Wow. I I have I haven't seen those <laughs> those I haven't seen, um, but that doesn't mean it's it's bad. I just haven't seen the the high end uh, versions. And then you've got everything in between. Yeah, I just uh, I mean they make some some beautiful stuff. I mean I don't even think Rock Island makes the shotgun I have anymore because um, they have a wonderful pump. Well, no, they have a pump pump series oh yep yes they do pa3 and one chrome shotgun that's what i have and they still make it and it's almost never available because people snap them up oh because they're priced to go yeah i bought mine at a show full retail that three and one 12 gauge shotgun for 210 dollars with yep. tax i mean yeah it, the the other one that you're seeing a lot going around these days is, and I think it's just because they're the ones who've managed to ramp up manufacturing, is Stevens. You know, I have seen them uh, coming around recently, and I, which is interesting to me because I have have had a lot of old Stevens shotguns uh, because that's what they have. Like in in the South in Texas, you're going to see a lot of Stevens, and it's because it's inexpensive and it's reasonably reliable in a shotgun. I I, but I've seen them popping up new in the box. It shows, yeah, like tons, you know. And I'm not a big fan of their triple five, which, um, but I mean, you always see those because people buy them and go, "Wow, I don't like this at all," <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but I mean, <laughs> it's just like, "Wow, this looks pretty," and I've made a mistake because the thing just has zero recoil absorption it's just it hits you like a ton of bricks but i mean savage is is killing it with their stevens uh brand shotguns uh, you see them all mm -hmm. over all over like the uh, the stevens 320 is an amazingly well put together because they basically i mean it, it's a mossberg clone it's a it's it's a mossberg yeah. 500 clone is really what it is it's yeah. a good mossberg 500 clone and in some cases, I would argue that it's better than a 500 because almost every 320 comes with a Picatinny rail available up and down. So up on top of the receiver and on, on the, the slide, um, yeah. all of them come with extra shoulder protection. You can even, uh, if you order it, the, the 320, it can do a pistol grip. It can do a slide grip. It can. It, all of them come with sling rings, and all of them are available with an eight-round tube. So, and I'm pretty sure that I've got every one that you just mentioned on the wall at the store right now, and boxes of them in the back to the point where it's just kind of like, oh, you want one of those? Just grab just a box. grab a box, like whatever format you want, it'll do. You know, uh, the 320 is is in a wonderfully versatile platform. Like I almost picked up it was a, it was used um, the other day and there's a 320 turkey thumbhole. It's the the one it's the black it's it's all blacked out except for the the stock and the slide are like that military olive grayish color. Yeah. It looked neat. It had it had a uh, 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 sights on it and everything. I was like, how much is that? They're like two hundred eighty nine dollars. I'm like, crap. I got two fifty in my pocket. Is that enough? And it's like, no. 
No. I'll sell it. I'll sell it at its current price. It's no. Damn it. You know. Uh, but yeah, I've seen a lot of Stevens. Um, I've seen a lot of Rock Island 1911s too. Like a ton of them. Oh uh, yeah, th- those have actually been a little bit of place for a while. Yeah, I mean those those have. Uh, I mean they're they're. Super popular because everybody because because it's a 1911 you can buy it reasonably inexpensive and then put all your combat tactical stuff on it yeah. or Wilson's combat or whatever it is or Wilson's tactical or, or any anybody's stuff you know Terran Terran stuff uh, will swap gracefully with it and just upgrade the crap out of it as your budget will allow and it's still a reasonably well behaved 1911. I keep trying to like them. I keep trying to say, "Oh, this is the year. This is the time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn how to shoot this 1911, and I'm gonna like it." And I pick it up and I shoot it and put it down and go, "Well, that was fun." I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just not into 45. I get huh? it. Well, no, it's not even that. Like I've shot nine millimeters. Uh, you know the 1911 nine millimeters too, and I just I'm like, eh. I don't like if you're gonna have all this weight. And you're going to have all of this pomp and circumstance. At least give me something that's double stack, you know, or at least. Oh, you, you can find double stack 1911. I, I know. And Actually, I think they I think they call them the 2000. Yes, ones. they do. And but that's not what everybody has all the parts available for. It's a 1911. The 2011s are a little bit different and some of the parts don't cross because the chassis has been, you know, the, the frame has been modified to handle the double stack. Right. So all of your parts now don't cross. And it's like, mm. and, and then I pick up my Beretta, which is a double stack, which has all the refinement already built in it. And it cost me less than 150 bucks to modify it to the point where it was all blinged out like I like it with stainless steel, everything. And I went, uh, I don't need a 1911. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> but... That said, I am not the one who's had a lot of. I mean, I've I've bought one cheap one well, and then fixed up a rifle. I'm not the one who's had all the gun flipping going on this week uh, or in the last couple of weeks. Well, surprisingly enough, I actually haven't done a, a whole lot of flipping. I, what I started doing was doing some uh, clearing out and selling. Um, two things happened. First of all, the owner of the gun store went in for back surgery and asked whether or not I could spend some time in the store helping out while he was out. So I have been spending more of my time over there. Um, second of all, I, second of all, I, um, my daughter needs a new computer and, and, and and I'm not obnoxious and I'm not obnoxious enough to start a GoFundMe for it. Um, so I've started like looking at certain guns going, okay, I guess I don't really need two of those. <laughs> uh, and I started putting some stuff up for consignment. Um, the, uh, the, I brought the, the Rossi 357 lever action in. They looked at me and said, why are you bringing this back? And my response was, once you have a Henry, the Rossi just doesn't stack up. That's true. <laughs> having had one of your Henrys, <laughs> having, having shot that, I totally agree. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. No. Rossi, even just, a Marlin, just, or it just isn't isn't a Henry. Exactly. So, and that one actually sold pretty quickly. Um, I also took the H and K USP, which is just basically filling out my uh, history with H and K, which is usually only having them for a few. How days. How long did you actually have? Oh, how long did you own that gun? Two weeks. Did you shoot it? 
No. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Seriously. All right, you are forbidden to buy another HK. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. looking for a P30. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, and uh, yesterday I finally made the decision that, yes, I am going to put one of the two P365s that I have up or up for consignment as well. Um, but uh, while I was there, I was started a conversation with one of the guys who works there. He's a older Filipino gentleman who is the best shot with a pistol I have ever seen. <laughs> And uh, and he's always been pretty good when I've talked to him about tempering me about what I do and don't want because he and he's been pretty close to right most of the time. He's the one who's looked at me from time to time and went, I don't think you're going to like that. And he's been right. <laughs> so I was talking to my sister because, you know, I've got all this 45 ammo left over, but I don't have a 45 anymore. And he said, you, you, and you're not wanting a 1911 again. I'm like, no, but I keep coming across this. Um, European American Arts EAA uh, Witness, which is basically a clone of the CZ-75, um, but it's in 45, and I keep coming across that. I said, he goes, what do you think? He says, i think about that one for a little while. Oh, no. I went, oh, okay, I, okay, I, I respect that. And then as I'm in the store, I look down and see a um, IWI Jericho in the uh the, in the cabinet and which is once again another clone of a cz-75 but slightly different and really cool looking it's actually the one that they look at and call it the baby desert mm -hmm. eagle oh yeah i'm very familiar it's and the 941 was, isn't it yep. yeah and i was playing with that and you know felt really good in the hand and i'm sitting there going gee uh, you know i wonder if i you know like paul do i want one of these and he looks at me and goes i'd think about that one for a little while <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then in the same conversation, I finally looked at him and goes, well, and I keep coming across the uh, PDPs. And he goes, we got two of them in the uh, the case. And he sits there and goes, yeah, but those are the full-sized ones. And I went, yeah. And I said, well, what if I ordered a PDP compact? He goes, oh, yeah, you should do that. <laughs> See, I shot one of the full-sized ones, and I thought it was snappy. It, it feels really good in the hand is all I can say. I mean, obviously, I haven't had a chance to shoot one yet. I but... haven't done one of the compacts. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, but that being said, compared to your Beretta, it's going to feel yeah, snappy. Everything, it's weird. Everything feels snappy compared to the Beretta because the Beretta doesn't really yeah. have a lot of kick to it, believe it or not. It's just heavy, and it's and it's well-balanced, and you're just like, oh, well, this is easy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really uh, and, bad. <laughs> and I experienced the same thing because I took – I had an opportunity to go to the indoor range yesterday, and I took um, – the 226, and I finally got a chance to shoot the AXG, both of those being metal frame. Excuse me, not 226, 229. Um, and both of those being metal framed firearms, and they just shoot like an absolute freaking dream. <laughs> the AXG is be I think that is the most accurate, most comfortable to shoot firearm I've ever had. Really? Yes. Man, that's, that's strong praise. Although, honestly, it's SIG's, I mean, it's SIG's premier firearm well, right now. And, and not only that, but it also came from their custom center, which is where what the XGs are coming from. Uh, so it's like finely tuned. It's their version of Smith and Wesson's performance. Yeah, center. I mean it's it's about as good as Sig can do right now for a production pistol. Is the AXG? I've I shot one and I went, oh yeah, okay, I understand what he's saying now. Because um, yeah. I I was at the range I guess last week shooting the Security Nine and. Uh, a buddy of mine rented an AXG because he was thinking about buying one. 
And now was it the Scorpion or the Classic? The Classic. It had the rosewood grips. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the one that I've got. And it's just, it, and it's the one everyone wants. Well, it's the one most people want because it's the pretty. It's pretty. It's it's well maintained. It's well mannered. It's it's well balanced. It's just well everything. So he gets this thing, and he shoots it for a little bit, and it's the one. Now it has the screws on top, so you can take the plate off and then put whatever sights you want on it. Yep. But um, this was just the standard version of it, right? The the shop had done. Oh oh you, no, I I haven't put a red dot on it. it it's kind of like one of those things where it's like. Uh, shit, if it's this accurate without one, why bother? Yeah, I mean, it's just super, super nice. And I shot it and went, oh, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> like, yeah, that's nice. That's not, it's as good or better than my Beretta, I will honestly say. it's As far as well-mannered, it's very well done gun. It really is. I cannot complain about it at all. I have no bones to pick with it whatsoever. In looks, in function, in accuracy, in anything. It is... About as well rounded and about as quality as I think you're going to get. Um, I shot the two two nine for a while with the new slide on it, and as much as little kick as that had to begin with, surprisingly enough, taking some of the weight out of the slide made it even better. <laughs> now, will it still do plus P with the new slide? Yep. Right on. Yep. Um, and I figured out the grip situation with that. I finally got the the gray faux Damascus ones because yeah, because of Sean's influence. Looking at my multi-tone colored gun was just driving me back. Does it not look crazy. better with the multi-tone grips on it though? Oh, it does. It looks great. It looks it look, great. You know, it, it, like everything kind of fits and matches now. Yeah. And it's kind of like okay. Before it was like didn't matter how well it shot. It was just it was just <laughs> now it's ugly. <laughs> Your voyage to the dark side is complete. Um, but then came the frustrating. And, and it's really funny how frustrating it was in contrast to shooting the other two. Because the other two were kind of like, oh, wow, this is just awesome. I love these. And I, But I finally had the opportunity to sight in the red dot on my 365. And I couldn't <laughs> seem to get it right. Nothing was going right. It, I, I, it, everything was going. I mean, it was just awful. And then I figured out that I had the up and down and left and right swapped backwards. I have done that more than once. Uh, <laughs> it's not only embarrassing, it's wildly frustrating because you're like, crap, now I don't know where. Like, I'm going to have to screw this all the way down in, count it. Or screw it all the way down, then all the way out, and then count the middle so I can put it back to, to neutral so then I can start over and figure out where the hell this is shooting. It is so freaking frustrating. The last time that happened, I just sold the scope. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not doing this. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that I'm sitting there going, somebody, I'm sitting there going, yeah, somebody told me the hollow sun was better anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, as I came home, and the first thing I started doing was seeing whether or not I could find the uh, just the standard iron sight plate to go on it instead. <laughs> Screw it! Yeah. Oh, no, it's so fr it is so frustrating. And it's and you can't tell anybody, like, ha, you know what I did? <laughs> I reversed this, so I just, just put this all out of rotation. Uh-huh. And, yeah. No, I, I totally get it. 
And it's so frustrating to to be like, oh, I'm going to have this. It's going to be so accurate. And then you just rip it off and go iron sights. <laughs> you know? I, 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 I'm pretty sure that's exactly where I am. <laughs> oh. just, just like, well, I'm just not like doing so that over. I'm excited to get this red dot sighted in. And oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to make my little gun very accurate. I'm going to be able to do like small little patterns. And I made the uh, entire silhouette look like Swiss cheese. <laughs> It got to the point where I had to go out and buy more silhouettes uh, out into the actual store to buy more silhouettes because I couldn't figure out where the new holes were anymore. Yeah, I've gone through several shooting seas trying to do that, and you're just like, you know, you go back, you go, go, just go back to the car. How's that going for you, boy? Shut up! I don't want to hear it. I don't want it. No, I don't. And it, the latest one was like I've I put a red dot on the Henry. As a matter of fact, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm sighting this thing in and everything, and unbeknownst to me, my father is sitting be- beside me, shooting the target with a 22 at 50 yards. By the way, pistol, like he's got his Ruger Mark IV, which is incredibly, and he's got all the mods on it. It's an incredibly accurate pistol. So he is shooting. I think he's shooting the target up front. He's not. He's shooting the 50-yard target. So I'm looking now. I've adjusted it so that it's complete. It's hitting completely off the target, and I'm sighting it on his 22 rounds that are going <laughs> in it. And it doesn't occur to me that the shooting seat, like I'm looking at it through binoculars, that and it doesn't occur to me because I have no sense of scale that his 22 rounds are not the same size as my 44 rounds should be. So I'm looking at this sighting in my scope on my Henry from his pistol rounds and i'm wondering why nothing i'm doing is making a difference <laughs> he doesn't tell me until about halfway through by the way those are by 22 rounds i'm shooting at your target and i'm like oh son of a b- god i couldn't finish a sentence in like five minutes son of a monkey piece of <laughs> i got so pissed I ripped the red dot off of that and just decided to do the Elkhorn sights, and I'm blasting Coke cans at 50 yards just with the Elkhorn shit, and I'm just like, nope, that's it. That's it. This is going to forever not have a scope on it. This is We have now reached what this gun is going to be, and I put it back well, in the car. Well, what, what finally got me figuring out what the hell I was doing wrong was, um, and I, I started trying to blame it on, Okay, it was dark in there, and I couldn't really read the uh, U and R, you know, up and down versus right and left thing. You know, but but what finally got me was is that I finally went, oh shit! I mean, I've got the laser on this thing sighted in pretty damn good. So I turned the laser on and looked at it through where it was where its dot was hitting compared to where the red dot was hitting, like, and it was kind of like, oh, this this isn't even fucking close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like it's not even in the same target. Like what? It's like a foot off. How far am I away? Oh, this is not good. <laughs> well, we're not going to tell anybody about this. <laughs> yeah. So and the, and, the, and the worst part about it is, is that the, uh, the the guy in the lane next to me was this older gentleman uh, firing a forty-five uh, on his target. His uh, grouping was probably about three or four inches oh yeah it's and he's, super and, he, impressive. And, all, and all i can do is keep hearing him going i'm having an off day <laughs> could you just please shut up sir <laughs> yeah i hate that i hate like 
And I hang out with all military, ex-military guys anyway, and, or cops or whatever. Oh, and actually in the process of listening to him talk to the guy next to him, I figured out that he was an ex-cop. Yeah. And, like, that's who I normally hang out with. And, and the guy who owns the ranch who I'm buying part of is an ex-national skeet champion, right? National skeet champion. So, like, everybody I know shoots better than me. When they're having an off day, you know, they just, oh, wow, that's... It's weird. That's it's like four or five inches at 30 yards. Jeez, you know, that's I must be having an off day. I'm like and I'm celebrating when I'm on center mass. Right. Like this is this is look, look, I have a group. Look, you know, uh, it's in the black. <laughs> look, actually, theoretically speaking, I actually hit a person. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. Look how accurate this gun is. And they take the same Beretta that I'm holding and at 30, you know, 25, 30 yards, hold something the size of a tennis ball in center. Right. And I'm just like, I hate you guys. I hate you guys. Like all of you should go away. <laughs> I don't want to look at it. I hate all of your faces. That's just all there is to it. Um, now with a shotgun, I'm much better, especially if the target's moving and all that kind of thing. But, but rifling, you know, like just going out to shoot target rifles, They've got this, uh, there's one guy out there who's got a 28 nozzler, and, like, the, the barrel life on those things is, like, 600 to 1,000 rounds, right, before it destroys the barrel. But they're shooting over a mile, okay, over a mile with this 28 nozzler, and you'll fire it, and I don't know if you've ever shot a mile before on purpose. No. Uh, and expected to hit it. I haven't either, all right, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, 250 yards is the longest shot I've ever taken on purpose. I missed it. All right, so let's just be clear. Um, so, 6.5 Creedmoor to to do to learn how to do long distance shooting, right, and do windage and do scopes, and I got a good scope on it and everything, and I can't wait to do that. However, the reason I got that is because they had two types of guns out there when I was shooting, and they have a thousand yard range out at the ranch I shoot at, and which is a mile, right, or, or not a mile, a seventeen hundred yard range, uh, or seventeen fifty or something like that. It's a mile. And it goes right along this 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 clear path and everything. And if you've ever shot a mile, which I haven't, but if you've ever been around people shooting a mile, the bullet takes a, a couple of seconds to get there. So when you shoot, if you listen carefully, you can hear the bullet a couple of seconds afterwards hit the target, right? Tink. You know, it's just yes. this little tink. Bang. Tink. You know, <laughs> Well, and, even because even then, what makes it kind of creepy almost, if you're not used to it, is the difference between what you're seeing and what you're hearing. Yeah, exactly. And in a 28 nozzle, I'll put them out there, right? Now, a 6.5 Creedmoor is a thousand yard gun. You can you can shoot a thousand yards with a Creedmoor, which to me was enough. All right, I'm like and, and pretty flat too. Yeah, pretty flat. I mean, reasonably within all reason, that's. This it goes pretty dang flat, so it's a it's a nice round to target shoot with, which is all I have interest in. And you can hunt with it and stuff. I don't really have any interest in that. I I built a target gun because I want to learn to do target shooting. I think that's kind of interesting. Well, if you really wanted to get into the you know uh, concept of shooting something living, uh, the problem with the Creedmoor is that fact that by the time it gets to a thousand yards out, it's actually not flying fast enough to do that much damage. Yeah, right. It's um, now it's still supersonic at about 400 yards, but anything after that, it it starts to lose a lot of of ballistic uh, poop. 
you know i mean it's it's got uh it's got some velocity but it's it's starting to to kind of lose it after that but anything under 400 yards you could probably take a deer at two to 300 yards uh, especially the axis deer that we have around here or soft skin deer um like and there there's people who are going to tell you yeah down an elk at 800 yards with a creedmoor no you didn't <laughs> no no i'm sorry you didn't unless you hit him in the brain through his eye no, you didn't. Right. Well, I mean, hey, you remember what Vaughn has said? Every you know uh, animal in North America has been hunted with a twenty-two. I I hate it when he does that. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. I'm like, all right, I tell you what, we'll go to the Alaskan North. I'll hand you a twenty-two, and I'll keep the forty-four, and we'll go see about bears. All right, you go right ahead. He goes, well, I didn't say I wanted to do it. I'm just saying they have been. I'm like, no, some old. F- Fart. Who said, you know, it was like, there I was. He can be a pile of shit just right next to the grizzly man. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, no. No, it hasn't. You know, like, like there's such a thing. And, and I will agree that most North American game can be taken with a reasonably smaller caliber round than you think, right? Like a 30 30 will take down a lot of animals, right? Um, a a two seventy, which is just slightly larger than a than a six point five Creedmoor, uh, will take down. You can shoot deer with a two forty three, which is smaller than a a six point five, right? Significantly fall, smaller. A two forty three Winchester is actually a lot smaller than a than a six point five, uh, and ballistically the the six point five is a lot faster and a lot flatter. But um, you know, like a 270 Winchester or a, a seven millimeter Magnum or a 3030 or, you know, God help you, a 308. 308 will take down almost anything, right? That's a nice round for both for the military and for hunting. I just have no desire to have any of those, right? I just wanted a nice flat target round, which a 6.5 is not only wildly popular for that, you can find a lot of guns chambered in it. So. And we actually have boxes of rounds at the store. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, it's not the cheapest thing to shoot because they're still expensive because they're kind of new and it's it's super popular and it's hot round and everybody's telling you that, you know, now you're starting to get the backlash from the old guys going, well, it's a terrible round and a 270 is better and a, and a 3030 is better and a 308 is better. And all of that for hunting, absolutely true. I, I would agree with those things every day of the week. However, for those of us who have no intention of taking into hunting, unless we have to, um, and even if I do that, I live in Texas brush country, so if I'm going to go hunting, I'm not bringing the Creedmoor. I'm taking the Henry, because it's going to be less than 50 yards in brushy country. I don't need a scope. I just, you just, you know, that's about where you're going to get it. Um, And it's probably going to be hogs, (laughs) to be honest. Or, or you know, like a axis deer, which we have all over here. That, if I had to be forced to do that, that's what I'd take. And a Henry, Henry lever action for under 100 yards is perfect. 44 lever action, perfect under 100 yards. So for me, that's what I'm going to do. Target long distance target shooting. Why not get something that's designed to do that? Which is what, by the way, the the 6.5 Creedmoor was designed for target shooting, flat target shooting at a thousand yards. That's what it's for. So, I got to 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 play with some of those and everything. And 
those guns are wildly expensive. Like the tar- a real target rifle is not cheap. They're normally they all have, as I found out, custom stocks, custom scopes, custom you know, it's custom everything. Well, so, hell, like you get those guys who usually will make their own custom ammo just oh, to make yeah. sure that it's exactly what they want. Oh yeah, the the guy who was shooting those twenty eight nozzlers, like he would never deign to put a store bought round through that gun. There, there, it won't happen. He won't let anyone else do it either. It's like I'm not putting that shit through my gun. No, you can have one of these rounds that I have. I have made here. This is the what you should be shooting out of that because I have measured. <laughs> like I have, like this is made to do that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I took at the time a store bought Savage Axis with the original stock and the craptastic scope on it, and was pinging at 200 yards just fine. Um, now moving out to 250, uh, it was a really windy day, and I didn't know how to adjust the scope, <laughs> so I was like, oh crap, and I was in the dirt. Um, cause I didn't know how to adjust the scope correctly. Um, now I have a better scope that can do that. And I've, you know, been watching videos and everything. And I'm pretty confident that I can get out. Like I, it would, I would be super happy if I set up at three to 400 yards and could pull that shot off reasonably accurately or reasonably, you know, like most of the time that would be an epic win for me. I can't even see past 400 yards. <laughs> I'm old. Like if there's if there's a target past that I I don't know. I I really like the dis- long distance shooting where the gun is heavy enough that you from three lanes over you can feel the impact when it goes off. The, the yeah twenty eight nozzler. Um, yeah, those things are huge and they're I mean like a, a three hundred wind mag. You know those those type of things where. Boom! You know, like you don't even have to go to a fifty. There's stuff that'll throw you back. You know, like a Lapua. Um, those those type of rounds. But everybody's got fifty BMG on sale. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I am so tired of seeing because I have, like you, I have alerts and emails and stuff like that to tell me when ammunition goes on sale and who's got what and all that kind of stuff. And every week, right at the top of the email. 50 BMG, here it is. It's unspecial. You can have as much as you want, all that you want. It's like one of those diets where they start off with, like, you can have all the celery you want, right? You can have all the BMG, 50 BMG you want. It's all here for you. There's no limit anymore. Did you know that? You can have all of it, you know? And you're like, no. Like, I don't want any of that. Like, none of that do I want. Uh, but I have been super happy that every time I walk into a large store, but most of the stores now, like there's no limit on ammunition anymore. Uh, Cabela's here still has a five box limit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Our Cabela's is just like, no, buy as much as please, please buy. Have well, some I, I, take, I take that back. Unless you're buying a Winchester white box of five, five, six, they've got that uh, somewhere along the line. I think somebody screwed up an order. Uh, but they have shelves of that for miles. <laughs> Cabela's is a company, but instead of a, a hundred cases, put like 10,000 cases of five, five, six. <laughs> Somewhere along the line. It, 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 it's, um, I, I asked the guy about it because I was asking him, how many can I buy? He said, because you, we have a limit of five boxes, unless you want the Winchester five, five, six. 
He's like, I'll, I'll let you buy as much yeah. of that as you want to. Please do. Yeah, I'll wheel a cart over. You just fill it up until you're done. <laughs> you can have as much of that as you want. And and the and the worst part about it is I usually don't even buy five five six. I'll usually just buy two two three. But at the same time, it was kind of like, well, okay then. Well, are, are you sure? I feel like this is a trick. Is this a trick? Like, what are you what are you telling me? <laughs> I just I I can't get over three months ago we were having this conversation and it was starting to cut some of the more popular things were starting to come back and you could buy a couple of boxes of like 12 gauge 20 gauge nine millimeter um those types of things you could get some right yep the uh i walk into our local big box uh here and they have like all the shelves that used to be ammo are now ammo you you have like they're full again now it may not be what you wanted and it may like there's still light on three like you cannot find 357 here you just can't find it um i i've come across some 38 special but 357 no i don't know why um, people don't want 357 but you can't find and, any and obviously they're sending it to you guys first because we have it used to be three aisles you used to have an aisle of pistol an aisle of rifle and an aisle of shotgun correct now it's um two it's a aisle of pistol and pistol pistol and rifle on one side and five five six on the other. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next aisle over a shotgun. It's shotgun. Yeah, we have um uh the pistol aisle. There is the shotgun aisle. There is the steel and uh buck slash slug aisle of shotgun. So the shotgun gets two aisles, pistol gets one aisle. And then there is a wall, and I'm talking wall, like three times longer than the pistol, shotgun, and everything put together. There is a wall of two, two, three, five, five, six, and seven, six, two. And then there's a little, like little, little slice full of everything else. So you got your thirty, thirty, your two seventy, your your, uh, you know, your three hundred eight. All that stuff fits in an aisle, or like a space that's vertical, like three feet wide. And then everything else on that wall is two two three two two three five five six and seven six two. Now I'll a little bit. We do have a decent amount of seven six two as well. Um, I've been blocking that one out due to my frustration and pissed offness that I cannot find, <laughs> find an upper an upper for my AR to fire it. <laughs> but you can get a lot of it. Uh, and and the only complete I found was like two grand. Oh, that's yeah no. No, it's it's not worth having a seven sixty for that. I mean, it's just not. I mean, just go go get your two two three and have a ball. You know, the the nine millimeter I've noticed is coming down. Uh, yes, we we and the main brand that we're seeing around here is Blazer. Really, I have Tull, but no, we don't. We're not getting as much Tull. We're getting primarily Blazing Blazer. Um, oh, a little bit funny. of C, a little bit of CCI. See, I don't um, see any CCI. I see I see uh, Eagle. I I've got some Eagle. I've got it, some it, Tull. And, and I though I and I don't know the, all the details behind it. I wasn't standing still long enough to because I think somebody would have probably shot me if I tried to stand still and clog up the aisle long enough to read it. But apparently there was a recall on herders. Yes, mm-hmm. I heard about that. I heard about that. So, and I don't know what the deal is with it. I've heard nothing else other than they pulled a bunch of it off the shelves. Um, and it, it seems to be pistol ammo because the shotgun ammo. The shotgun ammo is still Fine, there, and yeah. they're selling uh, bricks of five, five, six too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the pistol, I, I heard that as well, because uh, a buddy of mine said that uh, he he bought some 
pistol herders, and it was uh, it was recalled. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was a little weird. Um, I see a lot of uh, a lot of nine mil, and they had forty four mag, which I was so happy about. They had uh, now it's expensive; it's forty two dollars a box, but mm-hmm. they had forty four mag for uh, uh, just as much as you wanted. You could buy as many as you wanted. And uh, I'm there with Kayla, and she loves to go to the the gun store with me and all that kind of stuff because she's she's kind of um, she's kind of into that kind of thing now, which I'm totally supporting. Like if I say I'm going to Shields or Cabela's and she wants to go, she'll pop up, put her shoes on, and come with me. I don't even care why she's coming. Like whatever <laughs> whatever else you want to look at while we're there, I Dad is happy to do that with you, right? Like if you're coming, okay. And she'll look over the stuff, and so she knows some of the things that we we do so dad dad there's 44 mag and i'm like no there's not she goes i'm looking at it four dot four four mag right and i'm like so i come around the (laughs) come around the thing and like there's and the guys are all like looking because she's a girl and and she's interested in firearms and she's you know now much less that she's a girl calling out for 44 magnum right and and it's it's hysterical right because she's all cute and everything and she's in her little you know fashion outfit with her old fashioned boots and all that stuff and she's in the pistol you know ammunition aisle so I, i come around and she's like okay i got a basket and she knows she's not allowed to touch any of it right because it's 18 and up and and she knows she's not supposed to grab it but she can look and she can point it out so she's like okay so how many do you need like 10 i'm like okay let's $42 $42 a box, all right? I'm not... Like, do you, I might you, buy two. Yeah, I'm going to get... I, I did better now. I did three. <laughs> I did. Um, because it was the, the time we were sighting in the in the Henry, and I was like, well, I only have two boxes, so I need five. I mean, of course, because I'm going to shoot two of them up. So let's just get three. Let's just get three, and, and we'll call it... She goes, but Dad, they have a lot here. There's no limit. Like, why don't we just get a bunch? And I'm like, Kayla, it's $42 a box. And every every dude in that aisle just started laughing. And I'm like, we get three. <laughs> three, baby. I I can't. Daddy can't. Like, if I came home with, like, 100 boxes or 10 boxes of $42 ammunition, your mother would skin me alive. All right? No. The reason I can do this, and I tried to explain to her, the reason I can do all the things that I'm doing, is one, I don't hide things from your mother. Not really, right? The the She goes, well, you hit that one thing. I said, that was a scope, all right? And I didn't, like, but it's different. Like, listen, I don't hide important stuff, right? But I said, one of the reasons I can do what I can do, because I'm trying to explain this to her in the car on the way home, is one, I don't hide large purchases from your mother, right? It's not something we do. Two, my hobby generally pays for itself. I wind up either breaking even or making money, especially in the last year or two. I've made a lot of money uh, on this hobby, which means I don't dip into like savings or anything like that. And I said, normally I'm doing a trade, paying cash, or if I'm putting it on a credit card, it's not more than a couple of hundred bucks. I said, that's not trading on our future. Like I'm not trying to say that this is our retirement or anything like that. This is a hobby, and I realized that. So... I make sure that there is a certain level that we don't go over, right? And your mother has seen enough and and been witnessed enough. I'm not going to lose my shirt on this, okay? This isn't like dealing in classic cars or something where you can spend as much as a house on some of these things and still be upside down on it because classic car investments normally depreciate, 
right? Or car investments normally depreciate. I say guns don't do that. If you're careful, you won't lose money. Well, at least not a lot of money. (laughs) I said, I'm normally a risk. I'm risk averse with this kind of stuff. And I'm only out a couple hundred bucks at any given time. And I'll pay that back the next month. I said, that's, how I keep doing this. If I was to go and drop $500 on ammunition, your mother would castrate me. <laughs> like, just because I felt like it. Like, not like took it out of the bank account, spent $500 on ammunition just because I felt like it. No. No. And even if I put it on a credit card or something like that, that would take me, like, two months to pay off. Okay? I'm not, like, no. I'm not doing that. Guns should cost that much, not ammunition. She goes, there seems to be a lot of rules with this. I'm like, you're, believe me, when you're married, you're... And typically speaking, you'll be the one making them. Yes. I said, now you won't have to worry about that as much. <laughs> Once you marry a millionaire or something like that, who's going to give you an allowance, you're not going to have to worry about what you spend and when you spend it. You're going to be the one making the rules. I said, that poor bastard... Be subject to change at your whim. Yeah, I said, that poor bastard who has to live with him is the guy I'm going to feel for. He's the guy I'm going to drag out to the grill out behind back and hand him a beer and go, I'm sorry, son. It's It's... I, I I know I know I wish it, I, 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 I know I, I wish I could tell you it's going to get better but it's not <laughs> so I had to explain I'm like look you know the reason I do this is because I've I've built up enough trust to for her to know that I'm not spending our retirement on this not that we have a lot anyway or a lot of money to burn but I, there's a certain level of risk that's going to happen and Honestly, I don't lose money on these because if I buy crappy ones and build them up and and restore them and everything, I can sell them for more than I bought it for, especially in today's market. If you haven't been able to make money doing gun flipping in today's market, you would never be able to do it again. (laughs) If you can't do it now, you haven't been doing it. You can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it because it's the best market that's ever been seen in the United States for for guns. I'm like... if, if you're a gun manufacturer that can't, or a flipper who cannot make money during the last year and a half, just give it up. <laughs> it's the gun business is not for you. And I still, to this day, get a kick out of the the political side of it, which is, what gun control? <laughs> um, yeah. Then why did they all go out and buy guns? Yeah. All of them, even the Democrats. I mean, even when the you, you said you were going to stop making people sell them, and everybody, even the people who never had them and never wanted them, panicked and went out and bought one or two. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like, hmm, you know, let's uh, let's let's try and let's try and reason through that. Like, what happened there, huh? So I I understand that that. And largely now, the the quote unquote gun crisis is is largely over. There's ammunition available in your big box stores now. Maybe not this specific weirdo kind, or, or like if you've got like a 30 Luger or a 32 ACP or something like that. Maybe you can't find your ammunition. But largely, the the more accepted sizes and brands and stuff like that are coming back, and you can find ammunition for a firearm uh, of pretty much any type or make. You can also yep find the firearms like the it isn't like it used to be this time a year ago where there weren't any right cupboards were bare well the the manufacturing is ramping up there's more in the stores the sales have slowed down a bit um 
but it's it's what's actually funny is to see what the different manufacturers are making because all of them seem to be making one thing and just cranking it out as fast as they can. Yeah. Uh, Sig, it's the P365. Mm-hmm. You, you you can't not find one of those. People have got them. We just tons of them. Um, for Smith and Wesson, it's the well. Smith and Wesson is the, making the hell out of everything. Well, they're making the hell out of the Shield for sure. The Shield, the Shield Plus. Yeah. Um, Taurus is making the G3 G3 C as fast as they can. Yep. Uh, Glock is actually back to making the Gen 3 Glock 19 as fast as they can. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> Like it's cheaper, we have all the stuff, and it costs less. Like, go, go, go! <laughs> um, it, yeah, so so everybody has like the, this one thing that is selling that they are just cranking out as fast as possible. And then I saw something on Instagram, and I sent it to you. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, which I find kind of interesting because I I think I see where it's going, but it's really a paradigm shift for a very for a particular company. Uh, it looks like. Well, let's put it this way. Kimber, at the end of this week, is going to make an announcement of a new product. And from the sort of kind of picture they sent out of the close-up of a product, hopefully trying to hide what it is, it looks like a polymer frame gun. Like, I I, I see... Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, Kimber basically makes... I mean, they, they make handguns, they make rifles. And revolvers. And revolvers, right? And they're coming out with some new revolvers, I know that, that are are very, um, I'm not going to say they're Python-looking, but they're very Python-looking. Okay. So they're coming out with some of those new ones, and then they're going to come out with the new micros, you know, the the, the little uh, micro uh, repeat and the the single-stack micro guns, you know, concealed carry yeah. micro guns that are very um, adorned, you know, very ornamental you know one's got a purple slide and it's kind of 1911 looking one's very kind of terran tactical looking one's kind of well, futuristic uh, well, looking and and, well, and even in, in those little micro nines uh the evo evo is that what it is i uh so, well, let's put it this way kimber made a striker fire firearm yes. for the first time yes they did and and you're just like hmm okay uh the evo sp I yes. think is the one you're thinking about. It's got the all the kind of little dots all over it instead of uh, uh, whatever. Um, but but it's still a metal firearm. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. I don't know if it's because it, you're looking at it and you're like, well, like I looked at the picture and I'll be honest, I can't tell what the hell it is or what's special about it. <laughs> like, well, I'm okay. I mean, it could be because if it's a polymer framed striker fired, there's some people who are going to be not so much worried, but now you're encroaching it because Kimber has always been one thing. Well, I mean, that actually what it'll be is, is what the fuck is Kimber doing? Yeah. Kimber has always been that metal framed kind of of um, high end target slash defense gun. Right. Yes. And that's that's always kind of been their market. Now, why? And it's always been the high end. And let's let's just follow that logic. Why would you do a polymer framed firearm if you're Kimber? 
I, I, honestly, I, I don't know. That I wonder whether or not they've got some new executive who decides he wants to break into a new market. See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're gonna. They're like, oh my gosh, everybody like, like Smith, Ruger, uh, uh, Taurus. Everybody's eating our crap, right? Are just eating our lunch for, for these low end budget guns. Right, because everybody's got one, and they're still competing. Like Kimber routinely competes. Their main competitors are Glock and Sig, right? Because well, actually, the, their main competitors are um, Sig, but for their 1911 series, right? Because they're priced about the same way, right? And and Glock's everybody's competitor because everybody's competing against Glock. It's Glock against everybody, as far as Glock's concerned. And everybody, well, yeah, I, I heard it put that Glock is the Honda Civic of the firearm world. It is. Everybody's got one. Everybody knows what it is. It's a quality product, and they are just kind of the baseline. If you're not competing against Glock, Glock's eating your lunch, right? So everybody kind of has some of their offerings that are anti-Glock, right, or, or Glock constituent. Even, even Ruger went, oh, screw it, we'll make one, right? <laughs> like, I mean, everybody does. It doesn't matter who you are. They have a Glock clone or a Glock competitor or something like that. So the Glock's always in there. The, Kim, Kimber's main competitor has always been like Sig with their 1911s, Colt with their 1911s. You know, I mean, that's really who they compete against. If you're having a polymer framed firearm, that's got to be a polymer frame. It looks stippled. It's even got a pin hold in the back. Like, like it, it's a, it kind of does. It, and and the worst part about it is, is even if you look a little bit further forward, it's got a Glock style takedown lever. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you because I mean, do, honestly, do, do I can't. Do you think it's Do you think it's possible they stepped into this? All the people making clones of the Gen Three. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, that's that's something that can happen because they they have it available. We can do this, and it's reasonably inexpensive. The tooling probably won't cost a whole lot. Like, why wouldn't you? At that point, you know, and the thing is, is that the the one thing that the eight and the eight nineteen for the upcoming thing is covering up is the mag release. If you could see the mag release, you'd know whether or not that was a, a Glock clone. You imagine that if Kimber was just like, yeah, us too. <laughs> the more I'm looking at this, the more I'm, I swear that that's what that's going to be. That's going to be a Glock Gen three clone. It's going to have a little bit more texture and ergonomics to the grip which is what everybody's doing with their glock gen 3 clones uh it, yeah i i'd put money on that i don't know I, I honestly i could see your point i can't i can see your point i don't know where that would fit though like why do we need another <laughs> you well, know what it, i'm saying because because a lot of people are turning around and making them and making them whether they're extremely you know, already modified because that's what a lot of people do is they buy a Glock and then modify the ever-living hell out of it. Yeah. Um, either you're buying one from somebody like Shadow Systems that's already modifying it or somebody's basically looking at you going, here is a Glock for 300 bucks. I mean, that's honestly, that's what Ruger did. I mean, that's what a lot of them are doing. They're just like, yeah, here you go. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the picture. It is black. It's stippled. It's obviously polymer of some sort. I mean, it almost has to be. I'm looking at the, the, the material of this, and to make metal do this, it's impossible. So it's obviously a polymer-framed firearm. The upfront slide release, which is what that only can be, looks like a Glock. It looks like a Glock slide release, right? Which means... Kimber's always been high-end, so are they going to charge as much or more for a Glock? Nobody's going to buy that. 
I, I, I don't know. The question is, is do they put like, oh, this has got a superior trigger and it's cut for a red dot and maybe even put a red dot on it and, you know, turn it into once again, the souped up Gen 3 Glock or do they did somewhere along the line. Somebody looked at it, looked around and went, look, all we make is thousand dollar guns and we're getting our lunch eaten by the people making three hundred dollar guns. Maybe it's time we consider stepping into that market. Well, I mean, everybody, I mean, look at look at what sells right now. You have two big things are selling in pistols. I'm just going to we're just going to keep it down to pistols in pistols right now. Look at the two giant things you have. You have the three dollar three hundred dollar category you know three to four hundred dollar category and the five to seven hundred dollar category those and are the kimbers above all and, of that and kim yeah and kimbers doesn't have anything that starts with a the, under a seven they just they don't even offer that so unless they're coming into one of those two markets either dipping down into the mid-range stuff where the glocks and the sigs normally live actually not even the sigs sigs are normally more expensive than that but but you can find once again one. it goes back to whether or not you're talking about a polymer sig like a 320 or yeah. a 365 which will take you anywhere from 5 to 7 depending on how many features you want it to come with or then you step up into the metals which can take you anywhere from 900 to 2 grand right which is where Kimber normally lives so i mean if they're going after that mid-range and god help you if Kimber see i just don't think that they Kimber would put their name on a sub $500 firearm I just don't think they do it. I could be wrong about that. And, you know, this cast will come out. Uh, let's see here. This cast will come out on the 16th or 17th. So it will actually come out before their announcement, right? Because their announcement is 819. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know, man. I I can't imagine them going to the, the bottom end. I just I, I can't imagine Kimber doing that. I could imagine them doing it, but then charging five to six hundred bucks for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Because it's a Kimber. Because it's a Kimber, right? And 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 you want to know what the funny part about it is? Is that depending on what it is, I'd consider it. <laughs> <laughs> the because because a lot of these these lower end budget guns, budget nine millimeters, they they sell them hand over fist. Oh, absolutely. Uh, th like, there is such I, a thing it, as volume. At, at the store, we sell more G3Cs than anything else in the store. And it's a good gun. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, a I little can... bit of a long trigger pull, but that being said, if you only have 250 to $300 to spend, it's a great firearm. Yeah, is a smaller, lighter trigger pull worth it? Probably not. Not if you're... I have $350 to buy this gun today. What can you give me that's reliable and will work? Well, here's the Taurus G3, you know. Uh, I, I get it. And they are absolutely correct. And people sell them hand over fist. Security 9, same thing. MP Shield, same thing. You know, like like all of those three to $500 guns, they sell incredibly well. And there's something to be said for volume. I can't argue with that. It's surprising that, that it's been pushed so far. If this is the case, Kimber is freaking a year and change late. I, I can't imagine they will make much traction with this in the 2021 year. I, I really don't because people, I mean, there's so many more established guns out there. Uh, well, not only that, but they also missed the rush. Yeah. You missed it completely. I mean, there's still, I mean, it's still elevated. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's still a a large uh, need and, and demand right now, but nowhere near what it was six months to a year ago. 
nowhere near what that is. Oh, not even remotely close. Yeah, I mean, it's night and day now from what it is. I mean, it's largely cooled off. The volcano's already gone off, okay? It's like, that's already happened. You're just dealing with some, some leftovers now. I don't know. I mean, I, I think you're right. It's a polymer striker-fired 9mm Kimber. Double-stacked 9mm Kimber. I, yep. I bet you that's what it is. And, and, and I'll take a step further. Is Well, I was thinking it might even be a hammer-fire firearm, just keeping that. But I'm going back with you. you said with the striker-fire, because I think it's a Glock clone. I can't disagree with that. I, I'm interested to see, you know, when we have this follow-up conversation next week or the week after and kind of go, hey, this is what they did. And I'm also curious as to whether or not I'm going to be going, and I want one. Um, I, maybe, maybe not. I've every Kimber I've ever shot. I've just I mean, it's nice, but uh-huh. there's there's other things I want. You know, there's always been other things I want. And if I'm going to spend that money, uh, which they're never cheap uh, nope. up until, I guess, maybe now. I, I, I don't know. But for what they are in the and what they represent, they're never like there's always something I'm like, yeah, it's nice, but I could have X, you know, for that amount of money. Uh, I've just never been that guy. And I know a lot of people are, and Kimber sells a lot of guns. Don't get me wrong. They're a fine company, and they sell a bunch of stuff. I just don't know if the, if this is too late. It's too little too late, as far as I can tell, for for the demand that they're going to see and the return that they're going to get for it fourth quarter 2021. I think you missed it by a year. I really do. I mean, somebody went, you know, fellas... <laughs> there uh there seems to be a boom on right now and um it's all polymer uh, inexpensive polymer nine millimeter double stacks uh what do y'all striker fired what do you what do y'all think about that <laughs> like uh i i think this may be a little late um just my personal opinion i've said uh, i have been consistently wrong about most of the unless it's shotgun related <laughs> consistently wrong about my firearm advice and how well things are going to sell um so take that with with whatever grains of or beach worth of sand that you want but i i don't know i just don't see this being what it would have been i don't know a year and a half ago two years ago there's video come out with that that generation the latest generation we have, I think they'd be in much better shape than this is going to do. You know what? The only thing I'm waiting for out of curiosity, and I don't think H&K is going to do it because they never even got into the single stack uh, concealed carry firearms. Um, I'm curious to see whether or not Walther will finally come up with a concealed carry double stack similar to like the 365s, the Shield Pluses. The Max Nines, the um, geez, Taurus just came out with them. I think it's the GX4 or yes. something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm curious to see whether or not Walder is going to come out because they seem to be the only one lagging behind on that concept. They really do. Although I'll say this, they were first with the small caliber single stacks, right? So, like when the the True. The, the, the PK380 came out, they took the freaking world by storm. And women just bought the crap out of them. Uh, and and for like a year or two, they were alone out front. You know, like they came out with that and that easy slide thing. And, the, and like they, they managed to work all of it into one gun. And and the, the 
the PK380 just launched the rest of them, the PPQ, the PPS, all, all of that stuff started coming out afterwards, like, oh, we're going to do this slide and this trigger, and it's all going to be here. And I think they focused mostly on that. Um, and when the, the uh, what is it, the, the CCP first version the, came out. And then the PPSs. Right. When the, when the CCP first version came out and it was a total turd and everybody went, what happened? <laughs> they went, oh, yep, right, 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 right. We'll do the CCP M2. And then they did the PPS and they went, oh, that's what it was supposed to be. <laughs> right? And the PPQ and shit. I mean, those, then they went. But they've, can't, they've um, discontinued the uh, PPQ in favor of the PDP. So and the, the question I've got is. And the so CCP, they, yeah. Are, are they. Um, going to are they in the process of discontinuing the pps for something else oh yeah i think they will i think they will i think with the addition of the pp uh, pdp they went oh crap you know when the government picked the 320 and went that's it that's the gun i think walther went crap we're slightly to the left of that let's let's fix that and then uh, I think they will discontinue a lot of the dead weight because they already pulled the CCP. I think they will pull the PPQ and the PPS. I think they'll pull both of those in favor of the I, PDP. I, mean, I, I carried a PPS M2 for me when it was just a single stack concept. It's a lovely gun. I um, like it. I went back to the SIGs because, once again, offering a double stack and a concealed carry pistol. Yeah. Um, Shannon refuses to shoot anything but a Walther. I mean, she's a straight-up Walther girl, and she does single stack in both her carry and her duty weapon. Uh, she just carries extra mags. And mm-hmm. I, she refuses, simply refuses to get off of the easy slide and the trigger system that Walther, which Walther, if none of you have ever shot them, have a wonderful, modern, crisp, clean trigger pull. They have wonderful triggers. What what is once again arguably the best striker fire trigger on the market? Yeah, um, they are amazingly easy to shoot, and with their uh, light slide design and in low recoil, uh, wonderful for people with smaller hands like women. Uh, I'm not just saying they're women guns; they're they're not, uh, but they were designed with women in mind. And that was one of the big things that women complained about. I can't fit my damn hand around it, and it's got too much recoil. Fix it. And they did. And there are a lot of women service officers, uh, both in private and uh, public service, who carry a Walther for that reason. They are wonderfully easy to shoot. They are wonderful to uh, as far as their accuracy goes, and they don't really mind the single stack. So um, I get it. Shannon won't shoot anything else, period. She just won't. Uh, I get it. (laughs) But that being said, uh, I think they're in some ways they were ahead of the game in in creating some of those systems. But the uh, it is rapidly apparent to the most casual observer, even apparently Kimber, that there are trends in the industry right now. Um, one of them is the evolving nature of the double stack striker fired nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. And the other, to your point, and I totally agree with this, is the small uh, 380 slash nine millimeter concealed carry pistol. The evolution of that has come rapidly on in the last couple of years. 
Well, it, but it was strange for them to start out with the idea of the double stack polymer firearm Glock and kind of say, hey, you can carry more than six to eight rounds with you and, and a single firearm. And then suddenly to turn around and go, uh, yeah, here's a little six round uh, concealed carry pistol. I think that's because of the size. Like they they just sell. Like, oh, absolutely, but then when you have Sig turn around and then Springfield not far behind him, uh, Ruger not be far, far behind that, Smith & Wesson not far behind that, Taurus not far behind that, to create a firearm of that size that will hold anywhere from 10 to 15 rounds, depending on the magazine you're willing to put to put in it. Uh, especially when they can stuff 15 380, you know, nine, uh, you know uh, 380 rounds in there, and it's not any bigger than an 8-round you know, it's not any fatter or bigger than an eight-round nine-millimeter. You're going, hmm. You know, like, uh-huh. like, hmm. Uh, especially the 380s, which I'm a big 380 fan, as we've said. I love the round, and I like a lot of the guns that <laughs> produce it. Um, you know, it's it's really tempting for some of those double-stack 380s to go. Uh, I might need one of those. You know, because because now you're talking 10 to 15 rounds, where you were only talking eight, six or eight before. Now, I, I will say this, the, the Taurus Spectrum that I own is vastly smaller than the Security 9. You know, it's lighter, it's smaller, it's thinner. Yeah, but have you seen the LCP Max? I have, and I went, hmm, you know. Yeah. And then when I put the Security 9 in, and, it's, and it's, it's bigger and fatter, but it holds 15 9 millimeter rounds, and it is concealable, hmm, you know. Uh, now I I don't know. Uh, I, like a, a lot of people make their own decisions, and those decisions differ depending on where you are, who you are, what you can do, and your level of comfort. Totally get it. I am of the opinion that if I get in a long drawn out gun battle, I'm screwed anyway. So um, you know, six to eight. I mean, hell, I'm a three hundred pound man. Where am I going to get cover? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to. I mean, you know, I know it worked for Tom Arnold and True Lies behind the flagpole, or excuse me, the light pole, but that's not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't think it's going to work for me either. And if I get in one of those, like, big terrorist situations where there's a lot of people going down and there's a lot of guns and it's going on for a long, drawn-out situation, you can just go ahead and scratch me off the list, all right? I'm probably screwed anyway. And my pistol shooting is not what you call stellar. Probably never will be. Um, I I would like to think I could protect myself from a, a single attacker, you know, coming on. And uh, that that I'm, I, I could probably make my as good as I could do. I could probably make my way with that. If you guys got if you guys have, have got like three guys coming in with ARs and backup weapons and body armor and Kevlar and stuff like that. I'm screwed no matter what I have on me. All right, I, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. You know, the only thing I'm good with at a distance and multiple targets is a shotgun, and that's not going to help you if you're in one of those situations. So, if those happen, they're like, "What if this happens?" And I'm like, "Well, then I'm dead." You know, <laughs> realistically, I'm a 45 year old man with a bad back and okay shooting pistol skills. That is one of the things I figured out working in the store is that no matter what situation, no matter what it is that you think you've done to prepare yourself, there's somebody who's going to be able to walk over and go, what if this happens? Right. 
well, then I'm dead. <laughs> okay? Just, I'm screwed. I can prepare for what I think in my area with my skills for what I think is going to happen. And honestly, I think a 380 and and eight rounds of ammunition is what I is fine. A nine millimeter with 15, even better. Okay. How many mags are you carrying on you? Oh, for fuck. No, <laughs> no, I'm not having an ammo belt. Okay. This is not a Schwarzenegger movie. No, my pants won't stay up with that much stuff on it. I just, I, I can't get there from here, from a lot of these. these And I, I get that a lot of people live in areas where you might need that. A lot of people feel that they need that to be safe. I get it. You do you. But I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I just, I can't. I do have one stupid customer story. And I, I, I love the fact that it only took a day for me to get a stupid gun customer. <laughs> Let me, uh, I can't wait. Let me hear it. Okay, so. A gentleman comes in, and what he really wants really badly is a Smith & Wesson 1522, which is basically a uh, 22 caliber version of the AR-15. Okay. I don't okay. think you're familiar with that. I'm looking it up now. Go ahead. Continue it, on. It, as I said, it's ju- it, it looks like an AR. It's just the fact that it shoots 22 long rifle instead of 223 or 5.56. Okay. For some reason, oh, okay, I have I been able to figure out they are extraordinarily popular. Huh. Okay. And uh, this one is every bit of what you think of as an AR. It's got a compensator on the front of it. Why you need a compensator for twenty-two long rifle? I was going to say know. for twenty-two long rifle. Why? It's not like it doesn't I, I have any kick. I think they're going for the appearance of an AR because even then it's got the ex- it's got the extendable stock, all that wonderful stuff. Okay. And uh, <laughs> okay. As he as he goes to purchase it, he uh, I, I tell him I need to get a copy of your driver's license, and he hands me a New Jersey driver's license. Oh. And I look at him and I go, well, this I can't, stopped. <laughs> I can't sell you this. And he went, um, w- w- why not? I said because you're from New Jersey. He's like, but I thought I could buy a long gun in, in Delaware if I wasn't from New Jersey. It was just more paperwork. I'm like, yes, that's true, but it has to be something that is legal in New Jersey. This, this is not as a muzzle device and an extendable stock. It is not legal in New Jersey. New Jersey sucks. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, but, but but here comes some funny part. He looks at me and goes, "Damn, I came all the way down here because I couldn't find one of these in New Jersey." <laughs> Let's try and work out why. <laughs> You're gonna have to walk with me. Let's let's take that logic train all the way into the station, there, Chief. Uh, yeah, I was like, there was a hint in there. <laughs> Damn, man, that's that's good. I like that. I was I was trying desperately to find a polite way to answer him, and I just couldn't, so I just kept my mouth shut, <laughs> just staring at him, going. Everything that came to mind to say was one of those things. It's like, okay, I can't say, I can't, no, I, I can't, can't say, say that. that. No, I can't, I'm I can't representing the store. I can't say yeah, this. I can't I say can't. that. Wow. How much? Just out of curiosity, how much is that thing? It's only like three hundred bucks. Really? Huh. Yeah, it's not expensive. That's interesting. How does it like? Have you heard how it feeds? Because like normally, large magazine twenty-two long rifle doesn't exactly like. There's there's a, a feed issue normally. Um, the the the, the Smith and Wesson is very popular because it does very well. Really? 
Okay. Yes. That's why it's popular, I guess, because it doesn't yes. have a feed issue. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you do have to buy very, very specific magazines for them. It's not like you can just buy one off the shelf from any yeah. old polymer magazine manufacturer. Um, but at the same time, they work very well, and they are extremely popular. Actually, it was really the, during the uh, worry about the riots, people were buying a lot of them, and it was kind of like, dude, you do realize this is a twenty-two, right? Right. I know it looks like an AR. It's a twenty-two. Like like an actual, not a twenty-two caliber with a rifle cartridge behind it. A twenty-two long rifle, which is not so much, man. I mean, so, and it's got like a 16, it says here a 16 and a half inch barrel, which is actually... Well, it makes it a rifle. Yeah, it actually makes it a rifle, but many, if not more, uh, 22s have 18 to 20 inch barrels, which are actually wildly more accurate uh-huh. <laughs> than this thing. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I'm 99.9% sure it was designed with the idea to give people the opportunity to go play with an AR with just 22. I just, like, why would you, I mean, I guess I know. I mean, I know. Well, I, I wouldn't, but at the same time, yeah, once again, you got people who want to be able to walk around saying they've got an AR, hold an AR, shoot an AR, but it's a 22. But it's it's got a 16 inch. I mean, even a like a, what I have is is a Lakefield Mark II, which is basically a Savage Mark II, right? And that's got a 21 inch barrel. It's a 10 plus one, but it's a bolt action. It's actually probably wildly more accurate than this thing. But I I can't jump in there because my own 22 only has a 14 inch barrel. Yeah, but, but we've seen again, your I, taste. I mean, true. But you know what that'll do though. You knew what it was, you knew what it would do, and you knew why you wanted it. I'm guessing, like you're saying, most of these guys who want the MP15-22 thing uh, are doing exactly what you're saying. They're looking for an AR, they don't want to spend the money on one, but they want cheap ammunition, and they're not doing the the ballistic math to go, this isn't a two-two-three. this is a twenty-two long rifle. It does not have the same ballistics or the same stopping power that a 223 or a 556 would have or god help you a 762 not the same animal (laughs) (laughs) nope not even close and then once again if you can't find one in a state that has lots of weird legal rules and everybody looks at you says no i can't sell you one of those there's a reason for that there's a reason and driving out of state is not going to help. Not legally. I mean, not... Well, and with the ATF preparing to climb up everyone's ass, it's it's not going to help right now. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, you're... Yeah, that's not going to go very well for you. Uh, there, I do have one other story before we, before we get out of here. I was at Shields purchasing uh, ammunition. A 6.5 Creedmoor. Uh, I needed a couple of boxes of ammunition so that when it gets cooler around here in September, I will have some. And I saw some there, so I was going to get, I grabbed a couple of boxes. And instead of taking them downstairs to the press of the cattle pens of all the checkout people getting all their sporting goods and home decor and all that kind of stuff, I decided to check out at the gun counter. Fairly normal thing, normally a shorter line, no problem, right? So the guy in front of me, I have two boxes, I'm a heavy spender, two boxes of $35, 20 rounds a box of 6.5 Creedmoor. 
right? I am here for about $75 worth of ammunition, okay? Uh, that's nothing, as you know, that's nothing at the gun counter. The guy in front of me has this long box. It's got an AR-15 looking thing, but it's got a huge long barrel on it, compensator. He's got several mags, a scope that costs more than my first car. I, I mean, just huge, like a huge pile of stuff. And uh, he's he looks in front of me. He looks at me as I stand uh, right to the side of him because that's how it kind of works. You kind of go to the side to stand in line at the gun counter. And he looks at me and goes, sorry, man. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, you, you obviously, right now, to the gun counter here at Shields, you are a more important customer than I am. And and the girl comes up, and she's, like, checking him out. And she's like, okay. So the total comes out to be 16835 Now, I took that. 1600 Yes, yeah, 1600 800 No, 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 no. $16,835 flat and he goes okay so i'm going to use two cards on this so this this and this go on this card (laughs) and this and he points at the gun in its big plastic molded case and all that kind of stuff will go on this one and i've never put it on so we may have to do a verification call to make sure that i'm not doing something weird and she goes no problem we see that all the time and i'm my eyes like i'm sure you can see the whites all the way around my eyes and there's the guy who sold it to him behind him and everything. And he's and I've seen him kind of around the the gun you know gun area picking out stuff. And he's got a cart and a little employee behind him following him with the cart and a sales guy and the manager. And he's just walking around buying all this stuff, right? And like normally when that happens, you're like, oh god, what's he doing? You know, like what's what's going on here? And if you're spending, I guess if you're spending upwards of fifteen thousand dollars that day. They give you whatever service it is you want, right? Like, makes sense to me. <laughs> what did you say to him? Yeah. Said, thank you. <laughs> it said, thank you. Was there anything else you would like, sir? You know, that's what I said. You know, um, I'm sure. Uh, so he's there in front of me, and he's like, sorry. You know, I, I, just a dude. So I think I've misheard. So he, he does it all, and he does all stuff. And I think he's busting up 1600 bucks, which makes sense to me. On my piddly ass budgets, right, that I would put two of them on a card or whatever. So I pull, you know, he gets his stuff going and the manager and the the guy with the cart and everything just to start escorting him out and helping him however he wants, right, because he just blew that kind of money. Now, I pull up to the girl and I'm like, just out of curiosity, was that 1600 or 16000 She goes, oh, no, it was 16000 And I'm like dear lord she goes oh yeah she goes that guy who just sold them all that you know the the sales guy who just sold them all that and he's 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 going to get about fifteen hundred dollars in commissions for for all that he sold a custom rifle with a custom scope all the accessories for it like fifteen thousand rounds of ammunition you know i'm like fifteen thousand round like what where was that she goes oh they're putting it on a pallet and he's pulling a truck up out back I'm like, dear Lord. She goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> is he taking on a small South American country? I'm like, I'm like, I know you guys can't ask, but did he say what he's doing with it? She goes, no, he did not. And we didn't ask. <laughs> I'm like, 
holy crap. I'm like, here's my two boxes of bullets, please. <laughs> As I said, is he taking on a small South American holy country? Holy crap. I'm like, I, I didn't, it was, it was just a, a foreign country. And it all cleared. I mean, he, he got it all. I mean, and, and everything like that. I'm just like, holy shit. And, and she's like, you know, that's the third one of those that that guy sold this week. And I'm like, holy crap. She goes, yeah, um, he's he's beloved around here. He's, he, sold, he did another one of those yesterday. Different gun, but about the same amount of, of money. She goes, I just need to start hanging around and saying whatever he's saying. Because, <laughs> holy crap. His commissions are going to be huge at the end of the month. I'm like, I guess the hell so. Holy crap. So... Uh, the, the the answer to that is is you, you recognize that there are people in Dallas with lots of money. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we don't have as as much of that around here. They, I won't say they don't exist. I mean, Uncle Joe lives near, not terribly far yeah, from here. Sure. Um, but uh, you got you've got more people in Dallas who have an extremely amount of money. So you basically just have to have the cojones to suggest it to them. I guess you know. And, you know, uh, you, you, you start with the fifteen thousand dollar rifle, and they go, "I can't afford that." You go down another step until finally they go, "Yes, that's the one I want." Yeah, the ten thousand dollar rifle. Yeah, you have to have the cojones to start with the good one. I guess you know, like when they when you say, "Have you talked to? Have you considered this?" You know, and you just start laughing. <laughs> yeah, I considered it. Would you mind if I only paid three hundred dollars for it? Would you take that? You know, yeah. Well, but, but see, that's that's how you get that done. You have to have the cojones. You know, it, it it was funny when I was selling TVs. Unless I could tell that somebody was, you know, loaded, I I couldn't bring myself to sell them the three thousand dollar TV. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, you don't uh, need this. dude. I know I can't afford it. And it's a fucking TV. Yeah. <laughs> um. You now it now once again the guy who came in with his uh, uh American Express black card and said I want a theater system. He went out with like twenty five grand worth of stuff. Yes, sir. I'll hook you and, right up. Absolutely. But you know, if you show up with your twelve kids, going, uh, yeah, I just need a TV for uh, Sparky's here's room. I- I'm not taking you into the fifty, the 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 uh, sixty five inch plasmas. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's not. Like, there's no reason to do this. You know. But um, but when it comes to stuff like that, if you've got the the cojones to basically look at somebody and say, we do have this fifteen thousand dollar gun over here, there's a certain percentage of people that's going to go, tell me more. I've been that guy one time. One time, I when I went to buy the fab arm. Yep. Um. I'm like, actually, he's like, oh, you're interested in a shotgun today. I'm like, yes, I am. Oh, are you looking for a Beretta, this, this, you know, like a nice brownie? I said, nope, I need the one in that case over there. And you could see the guy going, holy crap, you bet, sir. I don't have the keys for that because I'm not senior enough, but I'm going to find them. I will be right. Don't move, you know. Um, now, of course, I was the guy buying the fab arm who was trading in a bunch of stuff and half of it's on a gift card and <laughs> I got some cash and then I'm going to finance a little bit of it. And, you know, um, but I did, you know, I mean, I, like I bought the most expensive shotgun uh, or one of the most expensive shotguns in the store one time. I was that guy one time and they do and treat the other, you different. And the other part is thinking about is listening to what somebody's telling you they want. Once again, going back to selling TVs. Uh, gentleman shows up, older gentleman, who is pissed out of his mind. 
and the uh, the guy who runs the Magnolia Room, oh sure, high end stuff, oh, yeah. co- comes running over and starts talking to him, and you know he he storms away, and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, well, you know, his wife came in, uh, and she bought this TV, and it was the one of the high end plasmas, and you know he's pissed that she spent as much money as he as she did, and he wants to return it and just get something different, and it's kind of like. Okay, so the guy was sitting in one of the theater seats just fuming. So I sat down <laughs> next to him and just started talking to him. And I sat there and goes, you want to tell me you know, something we can do? What, what happened? And he sits there and goes, my wife came in and said she wanted a Samsung TV. She came home with a Panasonic and spent four grand. And I went, uh, dude, I'm, I'm really sorry. And he finally looks in front of me and looks in front of him and goes, what's this thing? And I said, that is the highest end Samsung TV you can buy. And he walked out the door with it just because it was all he, all he wanted was my wife said Samsung and they didn't sell her Samsung. It wasn't the price. It was what he what she said and what she asked for. So the guy came in to return a four thousand dollar TV with the guy from kid from Magnolia thinking that he had to go sell her a hundred sell him a hundred dollar TV and he went back out the door with a five thousand dollar TV. All because it was Samsung. You know, rich people are weird. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, it was just a matter of talk to them and listen to them. The yeah. woman said Samsung. Yeah. The woman of Samsung. I mean, I guess it's true. I mean, I it's not like at that price point, I guess you want what you want, right? Like you don't go to a Ferrari dealer and wind up leaving with a Porsche. You know, I mean, like you you have your heart set on yes, something. Yes, some snot just pulled up with one of these in front of the club the other day. Yes, yes, one of these. I've seen three of those, you know. And I, you wouldn't be a self-indulgent wiener, sir. You would be a connoisseur. The, I love of, that movie. I, I do. I love that movie. I love that scene. Two Rogers don't make a right. You know, um, three Rogers don't make a right. I lo- I love that scene, and I lo- it was one of my favorite car movies ever. You know, like it's it's in the top three. It has to be like Cannonball Run, um, Gone in sixty seconds. And, I mean, just like just occupy the top mm-hmm. two. You know, but uh, just those scenes. You know. <laughs> and the fact that it had Eccleston as a bad guy, uh, uh-huh. just an Angelina Jolie when she actually was one of the hottest women in the world, even in dreadlocks uh-huh. could not make her look bad. Quotable. Like every line in that damn movie is quotable. You know, when it comes to just sheer appearance, Angelina Jolie peaked with wanted. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. That was she looked so good. Damn, she looked good. And it was a gun movie. Oh, exactly. I I do love the concept of bending bullets. It's just so funny because I just laugh so hard. I'm like, you realize you'd have to swing that faster than the bullets moving to affect its trajectory, which means you'd have to move your arm at over 800 miles an hour. At which point you might as well just throw the bullet. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If you could do that, just throw the bullet. <laughs> you are a firearm, okay? I, I just uh, the the just the the bullet bending thing was hysterical. I'm like, oh wow. I loved the concept. I loved the movie. Angelina Jolie was great in it. I just uh-huh. it's just so laughable. I I and you know, there's people out there who think that like the faster you move your shotgun, the more you'll affect the the pattern. 
like the faster you swing it. Oh yeah, you'll you'll open up the pattern and make it more cylindrical if you swing it faster. And I'm like, you realize that yes, shotgun rounds are often going a little slower than bullets, or a lot slower than rifles. However, do you realize how fast they're coming out of there? Like, in order to affect the pattern, you would have to move your arm at about 700 miles an hour, or the barrel at about 700 miles an hour sideways, right? You'd you'd almost have to break the sound barrier with the barrel to affect the shot pattern. That can't be true. I'm like, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Physics works whether you want it to or not. I digress. Um, yeah, $16,000 worth of, of rifle and accessories and and ammunition. I just, I was floored. <laughs> and here, here I am. I, I was jealous. Yeah, two boxes of bullets, please. <laughs> two boxes of Creedmoor, please. <laughs> We're good. Um, I, I just, I no. Yeah, six point five Creedmoor. Uh, just and the, and the cheap shit at that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the Hornady match grade. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I want the cheap stuff. Winchester white box. Here you go. <laughs> Would you get Hornady match? Mm, no. Nope. <laughs> no. No. It's, I don't need that. <laughs> oh, crap. Well, sir, I hope you're, you have to tell me how your Walther PDP compact uh, works out for you. I will. Um, I am, I am enthused. The, the larger version I thought was a little snappy, but then again, as you said, I was comparing it to a Beretta. Yes. Uh, Beretta M92, which is famously smooth. So I will be interested to see what you think of it and, and how it works. I, my, my, my measurements may have been skewed slightly <laughs> since I literally had a Beretta 92 on my hip and I was shooting that and then the Beretta and then that and then the Beretta. And I went, this is snappy. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. it may be an unfair comparison. I'm like, they're both full size guns. This shit. Should, <laughs> should it's, it's, no, it's kind of like <laughs> this doesn't shoot as smooth. It's not a Henry. <laughs> <laughs> it is bad when you when you like. When you own and shoot regularly the best that there is, it's really crappy to shoot something else because you're just like you're unappreciative, you know. Oh, and and even with handguns, I'm now comparing everything to that AXG. Oh, of course you are, of course you are, because why wouldn't you, you know? <laughs> like, like if you have that, like, and, and this is what I try to explain to people. I'm like, look, if you're a race driver and you have a Ferrari in the garage, you're not going to buy a Kia, all right? It's not going to happen. <laughs> you, know, you may buy a Kia for other people to drive, not for you, okay? That's not your car. Um, it's, you will have an unrealistic expectation of vehicles afterwards. It is the same thing with firearms. If you shoot quite literally the best on the market, you are going to have an unrealistic set of expectations for everything else you shoot. Fair or unfair, that's just how it's going to work. <laughs> so I, I totally get it. You know, like uh, like if you're if you're my wife and you have small hands and are very recoil averse, nothing else but a Walther will do because <laughs> there's no softer shooting gun out there than that Walther that she's got. Um, in either case, in the 380 or the 9 millimeter, and I, I get it, you know, like, okay, 
You know, I, that's the, nothing else but this. You know, if you if it doesn't rack with two two of her tiny little fingers and have almost zero recoil, she don't want it. And I get it. You know, I don't like the trigger on this. It's too hard. I'm like, well, it's not the Walther three and a half pound trigger that you have stock from your PK380. <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying, babe, I can't find anything else that does that. You know. This the trigger on my CCPM2 is way better than that thing you have. I'm like, yes, a $300 Ruger Compact Security uh, oh, 9. And I will interject one other thing here. Your wife will admit, from, I've spoken to her, that she stole the CCP from you. You're damn right she stole it. <laughs> I was so looking forward to that. <laughs> I was good because it wasn't even like I asked her anything. She's like, yeah, I've got a nine millimeter. I kind of stole from him. It was kind of like, um, wow, (laughs) I'm not going to touch that one because I'm sure there's a family issue there. I was so excited. I was like, man, I did my research. It was such a nice gun. It was two tone, just like I like it. You know, it's silver on top and black on the bottom. It was great. It was everything I wanted in a compact nine millimeter. I had it for 38 minutes. <laughs> you know, as long as it took on the car ride home to bring it home, I have never touched it and had it been mine again. <laughs> she, she instantly stole it, even paid me for it. Well, I mean, she paid me like <laughs> what she thought I should have for it. Which, which usually involves things uh, that belong on the other podcast. Yes. Uh, I paid 400 bucks. I got zero dollars for it. <laughs> Let me, let me put it that way. I got zero dollars for it, but she did pay in other ways. Um, and that was the last time I've seen it. It has been in her duty holster the entire time. <laughs> like, she will bring it to me to clean it really good. Um, every once in a while, she's there. Here, look, look at this gun you could have had that is now dirty because I've used it. Here, wash this. Wash this. Yeah. <laughs> do that. Do that thing you do where you fix things and make them how I like them. Here you go. I, I am at least glad she admits she stole it because <laughs> that's what she freaking did. But, uh, you know, as, as many guns as I've had and as, and as patient as she is with my hobby, I really can't be too mad at her, but I really do. Like I'm, I, I want a PDP compact. If you say the, the PDP compact is a super cool gun, I'll get one just to see if she steals it and gives me back my damn CCPM too. Right. <laughs> just to see. If that's how things are, right? <laughs> well, if if nothing else, I'll hold on to it till I get a chance to come visit you, and you'll give her a chance to shoot it. Exactly. You know, like you're supposed to come down in the fall if everything works out. You know, maybe you bring it with you, and she sees how she likes that. But um, other than that, I've got nothing else. Right on, sir. Well, y'all, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We appreciate you guys, uh, and we appreciate you supporting our enableism. <laughs> Because uh, that's what it is. And <laughs> we will talk to you guys next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>